I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts, and how awesome it is. <laughs> Before we dive in today, let's talk about what we're working on, Drea. I am still plugging away on my Akemi shawl by Isabel Kramer. I'm using Silver Moon Fiber Arts fingering weight in faded jeans. It is looking good. Oh, it's so stretchy. It's very I didn't stretchy. I realized it was so stretchy. Oh, yeah. The, the lace is making it like... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is real stretchy. Super springy, so... That's going to look real cool when it's blocked. Yeah. I bet that's going to open up like crazy. Oh, yeah. 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 It's going to be huge. Well, it's already that's the perfect huge, shawl but. is when it's big. Tina? I can't tell you what I'm working on. Why not? Because it's a secret. What do you mean it's a secret? It's a secret, but I can tell you what yarn I'm using. I was going to say, yarn can you at least tell using? us the yarn? It oh, is I know what you're making. Lena Grossa Cool Handed Limited Edition. Limited Edition. It is apparently number 4,738 of 5,000 skeins that were created. Wow. Fancy, fancy. That is fancy. Um, basically, and there's no, like, <laughs> of course, there's, like, no, like, color name. Um, but basically, it looks like a vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles. Oh, it does. real pretty. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, I'm making a... Super secret project because I am a masochist. I'll no, you just like test knitting. <laughs> or are you test? Are you test knitting? It's a test. Oh, I, I thought you weren't test knitting anymore. I wasn't. <laughs> she lied. Somebody needed my help. It's very pretty. <laughs> what a sucker! I am a sucker. I no. It started with me like giving advice, and yeah. then it ended no. with me helping so i remember i was sitting there on the couch with you when you accepted i only agreed because it's a flexible deadline and it's super cash and yeah. there's no like crazy like pressure to like do anything it's well, just that works you yeah. know knit it's, it's gonna be a good test thing. Yeah. yeah and i and i really enjoy the stitch so it'll be fun jess i working on square for the astrid blanket pattern by mallory crawl and yeah so i'm just making a whole ton of squares using a bunch of our assorted colors from critical hit dies because i kind of want to have like a swatch blanket is that crochet this is crochet yes it is a crochet it is a huge hook in <laughs> yeah my, i see that my uh experience because i usually work with smaller ones it's actually probably a decently normal sized hook you just I'm, like working with tiny it's, i'm just silly. what size is that it's like it's g right I. oh that's i okay it yeah. is pretty big i don't know it's a 5.5 millimeter so that's like a 10 in knitting yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, big needle. It's decent size. Yeah, so. but yeah. So so I, I'm cranking out a few of these because it's fun and I like crochet and we have all these colors I want to try and do. And I'm just sort of nabbing colors like three at a time and going to town at them and just switching out the order in which I use them to make at least three squares. But if you use three colors and switch them around, you can make six different squares just using those three colors. I've never made a granny square, but um, it's fun. I, I, I never did till yesterday. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It really is. I didn't realize there were so many kinds of granny squares now. Like, because, you know, when my grandmother did it, it was basically just your, your kind of box one. And it was like, it was still like two to three colors, but it was basically just squares within a square. And I really like this this round puff one, so. So I never crochet along anything in, in my life until yesterday, and she showed me how to do that along with the, the video tutorial. And that one square, I learned six different techniques nice. in that one square. And it was really, like, when I say I learned them, 
you repeat them enough that you memorize them. So that was like an amazing square to start with because like flat out now I'm like, okay, cool. I know what single chain is, double chain, half what is it half double double I don't even know what any of these things are but I know how to do them so it was really neat like how many techniques could be crammed into one little square at some point I should show you flat just so you know what they are (laughs) (laughs) just like okay this is this is a half double crochet so you're gonna okay you're gonna put this here you're gonna do this and do this and I'm like okay but I I just kept I just kept following her and but you repeat it enough that um you actually do learn them so it's a really good um it's a really good square to start start with. One day I'll let you teach me how to crochet, Jess. Not today. Not not. But maybe day. one day. She's been saying for years that she's a bad teacher, and she's really not. I'm bad at all. Teacher. No, you're I feel really like not. You've taught me stuff. You're really not a bad teacher. <laughs> what are you working on, Meg? I'm still working on Ocean Stones by Greta Menson. Um, I have not worked on it in a while. I kind of put it down. I got lured by other projects, color work crochet it is it's a really it's it's a great project right now for like just sitting and and going like randomly because it's it's very like i said repetitive so i didn't need my pattern or anything like that i can just sit down and go be sure to check out our website pardonmystash.com for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects patterns and yarns This week, for our main topic, we are going to be talking about misconceptions about the fiber arts and how do we debunk them. What are some of the things that people think, say, or do when you mention that you partake in the fiber arts and how do you deal with it? Thoughts? Knitting is for old people. (laughs) We brought knitting to to Kineticon. I think it was 2009, and Jackie said we were old lady level grinding. Yes, <laughs> and I thought that was the, That's wow, the funniest greatest. thing ever because I had never heard of level grinding before because I didn't play video games. And I think Jess, you had to explain it to I me did. what it meant, I, yes. and it was just so funny. She was she saw us take out our stuff, and she's like, "Oh, time for some old lady level grinding." <laughs> and yeah, it was like okay. Knitting's for old ladies. You know, though, it's really funny right now. I don't think I know any old ladies that knit, like personally. Like I know of old ladies that knit, but I don't know. Like there is no older lady in my life that I can think of. Who anybody knits. that I would consider really old that knits. Yeah. My grandmother does, but she was uh, convinced. She thought I was doing some new age knitting because I wasn't knitting Portuguese. And now that I've switched to Portuguese knitting, she's like, oh, so you do. Oh, okay. new age knitting. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you do know how to knit the right way. Yeah. No, she just kept giving me like these looks of like, why are you doing that to yourself whenever I was throwing the yarn? And she's just like, that looks so painful. Like, just stop. And then I switched and then she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. But yeah, she she will do it. If I if I put a, like get put a pair of needles in her hand, like mm-hmm. I gave her a crochet hook the other day and some yarn because my daughter was doing it and she just whipped up. It was like a lace border, no pattern, just done. Like it was yeah. nothing. Okay, so that's one old That's the old one person old lady I know. you know. Yeah, I really I really don't know that many older people that are like that are knitting. I really don't. Yeah, everybody that I know that's everybody that I know personally that is knitting or crocheting, they're all about our age. I have one coworker who's older than me by about 15 years that is knitting, but I wouldn't consider her old. My kids would. <laughs> wow, that's different. But, that's a different problem. But um, but yeah, th- th- I think that's that's one. It's like it's an old it's an old person activity, and I really think that that's not even the case anymore. I think that it kind of got a 
a rap for being like an old person activity, but it really isn't anymore. Most of the people you see at, at yarn stores knitting are, are not that old. Well, certain ones, certain ones have still have like a couple of those, that older crowd. But yeah. I would say it's probably because uh, the social medias and all that have the young kids out there. Well, those retro, whippersnappers. In. Yeah. It's like this, the, you know, it's like cool right now to knit. <laughs> Like, it's the cool, uncool thing to do. You know, like how I, I, I found that, like, there's this trend right now with, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm so uncool. I do this. That's how uncool I am. And, like, that makes you cool. Is that I don't know trend? if that makes sense. That's but a like, trend now? I don't know. Like, I see people, like, like embracing, like, they want to be considered, like, nerds of something or they have hobbies or they, whatever. And they just, like, want to hop on this train. And I'm like... I mean, that's cool, but like you should do it because you like it, not because it's some train to hop on, you know? And I think that a lot of the misconceptions that we're seeing actually comes from either people who don't do it, which we already know, and then like people who jump on the train and then go, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think I've met that many people, though, that I think there are like maybe two that um, asked to be taught to knit and actively did not Didn't do it do afterwards. It. Um, they were both guys. Yep. Yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about, I don't do. you? Yeah, and and like one of them is, I, I don't really know his feelings about the fiber arts at all anymore. The other one has high respect for it, but ripped out his knitting three times and was like, yeah, this is not for me. He does <laughs> blacksmithing now. Yeah, he does other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he does other if stuff. If you were wondering, he still crafts. Just yeah, different. he does different tons crafts. of crafts. <laughs> But um, <laughs> he's not, uh, he doesn't knit. But those are like literally the only two people that ever were like, hey, I want to knit. And then never picked it up again after that that one time. Most of the people that I know who asked to knit um, eventually settled down and, and did knit. Even if they only do like Little one or two projects a yeah. year. There were a couple people that I taught to knit. And I'm pretty sure they're, they're still knitting. Even though I'm not really in contact with them anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's got a lot going for it. I think that, you know, when people do it, it's like once you get the muscle memory, it's like, oh, this actually is pretty relaxing and it gives me something to do while I'm watching TV and, you know, mm. all of that. So it's definitely not just for old people. Spinsta ladies. Oh. <laughs> we are all oh. spinsta ladies. And I feel like that goes along with like, um, you know, people who say like people who play D&D are like terminally single and never get dates and i have not i don't think i've met a single like person in D D that didn't have a significant other and, at, at and least at most of point. them met significant others through D D. like yeah no, no i've definitely met <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like but it's not all of them and it's not it's not it's the majority look when we were doing D D, like our campaign, everybody at our table was either married or in a long term committed relationship or Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say we're not the norm though. Like if you go to like a PAX East or something where they're doing a whole bunch of those games all at once. But we could be. There's a lot of dungeon <laughs> dwellers in there. But I think, I think that's the point is that you don't know. I mean, there could be yeah. a lot of a lot of women who are spinsters. I hate that term. We're knitters, but I also think that like most people who are who are doing fiber arts are in whatever position they're in because they want to be, whether they're choosing to be in a relationship or be single or you know whatever. But it's it's not like you're a spinster, therefore you should be doing crafts. Right? <laughs> I have nothing else to do with my life because there's not a man in it, so I have to be knitting. <laughs> Like, I, that's that's ridiculous. I think most people are, are wherever they're at, whether they're in a relationship or not, by 
choice because that's where they they choose to be at this moment in time. I got one. All right. People who assume that if you're somewhat decent at the craft, then therefore you must be selling or donating said craft. Oh my God. You couldn't just be doing it to do it. Like, that's a huge, like, the amount of people that come up to me and go like, hey, sell it. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about that before, but it's... I feel like it's very relevant. (laughs) And it's very prevalent in in crafting. If you're crafting, therefore you should be selling it. Yeah. Well, I think it's also a double-edged sword, too, because nobody asks you to, like, make them something if you are making it look like you are you are having difficulty with it. They ask you to do something when they think, wow, you were making that look so easy. So mm-hmm. for you to make me a sweater, that's going to be like nothing for you, right? Oh, I hate that one. So there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the double-edged sword of, wow, I'm saying this because you look like you really have your you-know-what together and, and you are doing a really good job and you're just like flying through that knitting. But on the, the flip side of it, it's like, Yes, and it took me a very long time to get to this point. And that does not mean that I, you know, sweaters are falling off of me while I walk. (laughs) Like, well, going along with that, there's also this idea that what you hand custom make is going to cost the same as Wally World. Wally World? (laughs) Yeah, you you can't just go down to Walmart and pick up what, what you're creating with your own hands. It's like, yes, you could get a knit sweater at Walmart for like $28, sure, but um, that's not talking to a single person who probably has other stuff going on at the side that's getting all the materials and taking all the time to custom make and custom build this sized object for you. And they're also not, those Wally World sweaters are not going to be seamless top-down sweaters, I'll tell you that right now. They're going to be seamed, they're going to be machine knit for the most part. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I'm t- when I say machine knit, not hand cranked, like As those in industrial just, yeah. knitting machines just cranking out sheets of fabric and then mm-hmm. that's being sewn by somebody that's probably not getting paid enough. And uh, <laughs> then, you know, sent to your local Walmart and you're like, $28. Come on. Why can't you give me that uh, 32 per skein dollar merino? Yeah. Superwash sweater. So many crafter (laughs) horror stories about their DMs with like, well, I'd like to do this. And then they give a a price estimate and they're like, what? No, I could get this at Walmart. It's like, okay, so go. So go. Like, enjoy. (laughs) Please enjoy. I feel like I have no energy to argue with people like that. And I I feel like like I I don't want to. to. (laughs) You know, I did find a good way to get around that conversation. You tell them that you're booked up for the next year. Yeah, I'm just so good. Just Just can't. booked up. If you want, you can give me your email and I'll put it on a wait list. And then you pretend to type their email in and then you walk away. <laughs> like, because they won't remember you a year from now, especially no. if it's a stranger just coming up to you and saying that. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make I'm going to make 56 sweaters. Uh, in the next year and I just can't fit another one it's just so <laughs> much time Tina that's like more than one sweater a week <laughs> if they were yeah. baby chunky sweaters I bet you could do it it would be really really I'm, tough I feel, but I, I bet you, know, you could I bet you could <laughs> I bet if it's a baby sweater in chunky you, you, could, know what? you could make that like happen dog sweaters <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you don't got to do arms. Yeah. <laughs> Just knit a tube with holes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I actually have one kind of piggyback off of that. And I find this is 
interesting because it's even among other crafters a complete misconception about the cost of materials yeah mm. um so my my mom it, and i were talking like about a month ago about and and my mom said something about you know when she dies and i've, I've brought this up before my mother's crazy quilting stash like all the fabric <laughs> and and she goes uh, well yes. you know when when i die you know my sister's gonna get all my all my um fabric but if she goes first then you need to get rid of it and i'm like oh Jesus. Um, and she goes, but don't worry, it's worth a lot of money. You can sell it. And I go, mm-hmm. okay, but mom, I need you then to tell me what it's worth because I have no clue yep. what you paid for it. And she, you know, she started acting like I, I was nuts because I had no idea. And I said, okay, let me ask you a question. How much do you think a, a skein of fingering weight, which hilarious, she wouldn't know what that meant, fingering weight, hand dyed yarn. And I'm like, no. And I, I told her what, you know, Jess and I charge at Critical Hit. And she's like, and and people pay that? And I said, yes, yeah. mom. And we're actually like pretty middle of the road as far yeah. as, as indie dyers go. Um, and she wasn't trying to be disrespectful or no, anything like that. Know. It just yeah. literally yeah. had never crossed her mind that that was the amount of money. So when somebody is like, will you knit me a sweater? It's like, okay, so base price, if I buy the yarn, even if I use cheap yarn, we're looking at like $60 base price for just the yarn. Right, yeah. And then add on everything else. And and I think, um, you know, even people who just just don't do fiber arts in general, they have no idea what the actual materials cost. I swear Mm -hmm. if one more person says, well, it's just yarn. It's like, guys, a lot goes into yarn. (laughs) <laughs> but you can say that about literally every you hobby. Can. I know. Every hobby. Guys, like, it's just paint. Well, that's what... <laughs> it's not just paint. When you just. told me what Coptic <laughs> markers were like, oh. cost, and I was like, you have got to be freaking kidding me that markers cost that much. But nope. that's what I mean. Yeah, but Coptic markers are like the best. But yeah. it doesn't matter. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, this is me who who can't draw. And, <laughs> and she's telling me, like, what's one marker? Like... Anywhere from like four to eight dollars, yeah. maybe higher. Like depending. what? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The, the cost of that, no. right? No, I would have said the same thing. No, I have paid that much for a single coat. Yeah, marker. and if you are like, if you really, you know, are are trying to to use the best of the best, mm-hmm. which you know, if you if you're enjoying your craft and you're going to use it, like by all means, you should buy whatever you want to. Um, but people aren't going to understand that, wow, I really do want to buy this $60 skein of cashmere silk blend. And they're going to be like, that's literally string. Oh, yeah. it, yes, it, it well, is. There's always going to be somebody. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like your different types of paints or even going from like, okay, like uh, mini- miniature paints, like, you know, those tiny little bottles that I also pay like oh, $6 yeah. for um, that are usually like acrylic they are not the same as the tube acrylics no. that you can get, which is also not the same as the kids' acrylic paint that no. you can get. They're all like different, all different levels. Yep. So, but if you don't know anything about paint, you're just like, dude, it's a tiny ass jar of paint. I can get like one for a buck, an eighth yeah. of that price. <laughs> that's like six times more, and it's like, yeah, but. But it's this. the wrong kind. But my but super <laughs> special crafting stuff that I but it's different. Use. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and people people don't. And the same thing with the tools. I mean, I, my, my my mom was asking me a couple of years ago, like she wanted to buy me some nice needles, and she asked me what kind I liked, and I told her my favorites are the um, the carbons. Yeah, and Ooh. she saw the price, and Ooh. she was like, "Oh my god!" Um, like they're not cheap. 
and it, it is it's like yeah i could go to to joanne's and i could buy a whole bunch of clovers that are perfectly good they're going to get the job done exactly the same way um i'm not going to enjoy the the feel experience as much but they'll do the job just as well um but somebody that well would you spend <laughs> you know 20 dollars on one pair of needles as opposed to like you know four dollars on a on the same the same size that will do the exact same job so yeah and i think that also plays into the whole like how much it should cost because there's the just the overhead cost of everything just the yes there's the yarn and yes there's your time mm-hmm. but then like all your materials and notions and accessories and winders and swifts and like all this stuff that you used with it is like cost too and yeah. Right. And you'll have people that are like, why would you ever buy a ball winder? You have two perfectly good hands. Just wind the yarn. And that I say, no. No. Because no, I've done sir. it. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will absolutely like I, I try to wash laundry down by the river, but I mean <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I you know what, I could live without this. I no, I don't I don't wind balls by hand anymore. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got that um that uh, Chris Farley thing where you could go live in a van down by the river. river. Anyway, yeah, yes. <laughs> but that's but you know what? There are people that would be like, why would you? Why would you spend your time doing that? Like that's true of any hobby, right? Mm-hmm. It is, and that's a ridiculous cost, and and you shouldn't do it. Well, besides cost, um, I think there's also a misconception of the type of things that you can knit, like sweaters and scarves yeah and socks and like that's it yeah that's it or it could be honestly any of those things like i've heard people tell me like oh i thought you only like did like hats and socks or scarves and i'm like it's always scarves scarves are always in there but then like but then like it'll always change like it'll be like a sweater and when they say a sweater like they're thinking of like those fair isle like celtic like gorgeous detailed sweaters and um and I'm just like, yeah, but like, you know, there's also like crop tops and halters and mini skirts and apparently pants and <laughs> like and pants and pants. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do pants, but uh, there are pa- there is pants. The chainmail in Monty Python was yes. actually yeah. knit. I sent that to you the other day. Yeah. Really, I saw it on TikTok. Can you imagine walking around with with all that metal? Exactly. And die. Dude, your sound people. It was too loud. (laughs) Clank, clank, clank. That's annoying. Yeah, I brought that up just because when I made my husband's um, high vis cowl, I I had gotten a comment of like, you could use colors like that. And I'm like, yeah. Only gray. Yeah, like, (laughs) what did you. Neutrals. No, like, I don't know if they had the idea of like, it has to, like, whatever the colors on the sheep, that's all we can work with. Like, there's no such thing as dyeing it. And I'm like, so then I'm sitting there in my brain, like, do, do you think that there's blue sheep? <laughs> or yes. like, that they're like, <laughs> no, it's like, know. you gotta get the blue dye and just chuck it out of sheep. And then they <laughs> have blue wool all the time. Now that's just Minecraft at that point. <laughs> if anyone plays it's Minecraft, secret. you make the sheep mate and then they have a baby with a different color. That's yeah. how you get different colored yarn in Minecraft. You need to know color theory. It's super important. Anyways. Stop. And then you can make carpets. Yeah. And different color beds. Stop. And it's, it's, it's cool. Like, dyeing hasn't been around for thousands of years or anything like that. But 
We're just gonna just well, gonna knit with the same sheet. I think people are so removed from it, like because it's at this point you just if you need something you buy it. There's like it's not as I think the whole another just misconception is just the idea of patiently making something, making stuff. like crafting something with your own hands. And I think anyone that's a crafter can relate to that, like. You know, I've heard like, well, well, why didn't you just go buy a sweater on Amazon? Well, why don't you just go buy a, a cupboard on whatever for someone who's a woodworker or like, mm. but like maybe, maybe they don't want to. Maybe I want to <laughs> make this sweater more poorly <laughs> and I want to spend like 150 bucks to make it Yeah, for the glory of having made it. I'm not going to lie. Think of I that? never think about my own personal cost. <laughs> like if I'm making something for myself. It's like, well, I have this yarn. <laughs> it just happens to be here. Just, but I will never sit there and tally how expensive oh no, something is. You know what it just makes Unless me think of? Unless somebody is like, asking me if they well, could buy yeah. it off of right. my person while, they're, right. while I'm standing in a post office. <laughs> that meme of why would I spend $15 on pad thai when I could spend $92 on ingredients to make a shittier pad thai? <laughs> like, yeah. It just well, makes me think more about of that, it. Right? <laughs> more of it. And you know what? Then I also get the joy of having made it. Like, yes, if I want a sweater that fits perfectly, I can go to the store and I can buy a sweater and whatever. Or I can make it and be super proud of it, even though it's a little wonky and I totally like fudged the armpit holes. Don't say you <laughs> haven't done it. You've all done We've it. All done it. You've all done it. And you know what? I'm super proud of that sweater, even though the hem is a little bit wonky. Like, you know what? That's I, my choice. I see your point, but I will disagree that I'm making it worse because I, at this point... The store-bought stuff does not fit me as well as my handmade stuff. And there is that, too. Like, because you're making can, it custom yeah, to your size. Like, I can make adjustments for darts for my boobs. I can make short rows for the back of my neck so it doesn't ride. I can, like, change the collar height so I'm comfortable with it. Because, like, a lot of times I'll be like, this is great and this is great in a store-bought sweater. But it's, like, cleavage galore. And I'm not comfortable with that because I'm heavy-chested. Or it's, like, um, you know. You it, can change the, the, the yeah. to be more comfortable if or flattering. I can make them three quarter instead of full because right. the full makes me uncomfortable. Right. Or I can make it a short sleeve if mm-hmm. I just feel like it. Or like it, or you I, can Frankenstein patterns. Yeah. Nobody is sitting yeah. here saying that buying off, like making a sweater is easier than buying a sweater. Absolutely like not. nobody no. is saying that, but we're not talking no. about ease. We're talking about crafting. I think mm-hmm. it's like a better outcome. Like, I just feel like you, like, yeah, I'm going to invest this time. And the reason why it's worth it is because in the end, I uh, I would rather have two or three sweaters that fit me amazingly in my whole life than 20 of them that I all hate because they're either too short or too tight or too this or too that, like, because they're not made to my body. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, it is time and it, it does cost extra money. But if I, if I went to somebody and said, Hey, I want you to make this beautiful, intricate sweater custom to my measurements. Heck yeah. You should be paying hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is insane to expect like a machine knit sweater is in an average size that might fit the majority of the populace. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't fit you well and you want something custom, 
even if it was fabric, even if you're a sewer, even if like, it doesn't matter. You want something custom to you, that's money. That's like, it's yeah, expensive. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, and you also yeah. can't find that in many places. Anymore. No. You're, you're very rarely going to find someone that will make you clothing custom fit to your exact measurements from the ground up. Yeah. yeah and and usually the, the reach for that is very low because yeah. people don't have ac- access to those people because they actually charge what they're worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, other than that, so the option is if you can't you don't have millions of dollars at your disposal to just throw around willy-nilly like you know so many of us do uh, <laughs> anyways uh, you can you can just get the materials eat the cost of the materials which even if you ne- not necessarily can afford $32 skeins of yarn maybe you can afford $5 skeins of yarn and that's fine and and maybe because like I know with us we're all on the larger spectrum of sizes and that we are not making extra smalls or smalls. So we're not looking at four or five skeins of yarn. We're looking at nine, 10, 11 skeins of yarn to make a sweater for ourselves. And so, yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be easier to eat $50 of yarn rather than like $150 of yarn. That's the one bonus of fingering weight. Yeah, yeah. I did my whole sweater in three and a half skeins. That's kind of nice. I know. You never get that. Like, but, if I did but, that worse, it would be like 12. Right, <laughs> right. But then it's it's all a balance of what you're willing to give up, right? So are you, do you pay a it little bit more? It took me a lot longer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. and then it goes faster. Yep. But you do, It took so me longer. It's all give and take. And, right. But that's the beauty of crafting. You can make all those customers if you need a certain price point a certain fit a certain this a certain that you every single measure is customizable for you (laughs) which like brings us back full circle to misconceptions of of all of it is just this idea that it's just this one vertical of like this is what knitting is when it's such a huge spectrum of things there's anything i've learned is just like if you feel like you want to be a designer of like cat beds, like you can do that because guess what? There's a niche for that. And probably, and even if there's eight other people doing that, no one's doing your type of cat bed. So you are (laughs) like, like, even though that's oddly specific, you definitely like you can, you can like, it's just, that's the beauty with crafting. It's because it's your artistic expression. Everyone has their own style. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody will like it. Or maybe you just want to make it for yourself, and that's fine. And your cat. Your cat My cats would never. Bits. No, they wouldn't. They would look at them. They would not <laughs> use them. You would. You could make them the most gorgeous cat bed. Back me up on this, Dre. You could make it's them true. the most gorgeous bed or buy them the most gorgeous bed, and they will look at it and be like, no. But I will sit on this single sheet of paper that I see you dropped on the floor. Or this pizza box that you left on the table. Yes, Yes, but I'm not sitting in that custom-made cat bed. Like, no, no, hell no. No. That's not Mm -hmm. happening. That's how I feel. Like, I I started making um, my dog Barlow a doggy sweater, but every time I put anything remotely on him that goes anywhere but off of his collar... Mm -hmm. He's he's rolling. He's, he's rolling around. He's like, yeah. get this off of me. So I was like, I've been like, you're like, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Well, that's I, like when I put uh, bow ties on the cats. Um, <laughs> they did not like that. And this was the first year that I I tried to do that to them. And um, one is ten, and I think the other one's going to be seven this year. And they're like, uh-uh. they're like, mom, I don't know where you got this idea, but uh-uh. we ain't those type of cats. No, you got to start that young. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another one that I think Jess, you, you can probably debunk in a way that I think the rest of us probably can't. But I think there's a, the prevailing notion that crochet is easier than knitting. Yes and no. On the one hand, 
You have the single strand, so you don't have to worry about like stitches getting dropped. It's a little bit easier to pick them back up. Like I said, it, they go. It tends to go faster once you get the muscle memory down. I find that crochet goes a lot faster than knitting. Patterns for crochet are god awful to read if you don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> like if you open, I'm not talking about the written ones. The written ones are about the same as a knitted one. You know, so long as you know the 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 acronym, the acronym and whatever, yeah. you're fine. The pictures are tough. <laughs> Sometimes they don't put a key in, and if you don't know where your designer is from, you have no idea because every country has their own symbolism for stuff. Let me tell you, a peacock stitch apparently has 12 different ones. Wow. And it took me forever to figure out which one on a pattern I was doing at one point. Like, I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm like, oh, it's a peacock, which is a super simple stitch, and I had no idea what it was. But yeah, so so there's that. There's, there's learning how to read a crochet chart. Crochet also, you can't... Like, it's man-made only. You can't replicate crochet with machinery. So if you see a crochet project uh, that is handmade by someone somewhere, machines can't do it. Uh, they can do stuff that's kind of similar, but like braiding and whatnot, but it, it is not the same. I find that really interesting that with all the technology we have in the world, yeah, we I have never managed to come up with a, a machine crochet. I think it's just the way you do do crochet, because there is a lot of... Um, nuance to it wrist movement yeah well there's wrist movement and there's also there's going back and forth on like it's not just like a linear all the way around or a back and forth like you will go like up down sideways up down sideways around then back around halfway then back around the whole way like like there's a lot of back and forth so um for some patterns so i think crochet and knitting are very similar in how you pick them up and how you learn them uh, but they're also very different like you're if just because you know knitting you're not going to be able to look at a crochet chart and be like yes i have this right off the bat because they're very different techniques however i think if you learn knitting you can learn crochet and if you learn crochet you can learn knitting like i do think once you know it you have a love for doing a a fiber craft like that you can pick it up if that's what you like and a lot of people have preferences at the end of the day they're like yeah you know what i found out that i like you know, I've knitted forever, but I really like crochet better. And and then you have the vice versa. I was going to say, too, uh, a, like, really obvious misconception is when people are like, knitting is crochet. And, like, crochet yeah. is knitting. And you're yeah. like, it's all the same it's thing, all, Tina. You're just, it's oh, all you know, the same. same thing. Oh, my God. I, I feel I feel also um, that cross-stitchers and embroiderers also have this feud. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, I only because I knew I, I have a, a, a friend that I knew in North Carolina that uh, did cross stitch yeah she did cross stitch but yeah I feel that happens a lot where like you'll just be knitting along and someone's like wow my grandmother used to crochet too and I'm like that's cool that's not what I'm doing <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember like a million years ago like did the, the quilted northern commercials where they had the old ladies yeah. quilting <laughs> yeah. and they were quilting the toilet paper and my mother would like lose her mind every time because they were quilting with knitting needles yeah. and she's like that's <laughs> not a thing yeah that was you don't so quilt weird with knitting needles and somebody finally must have said something because then they switched and they were using, and they, were like, using they were hand sewing and she's like okay you also most people aren't gonna like hand stitch a quilt but you know what fine like we're not like, gonna whatever. mince we're not gonna mince hairs anymore what was, like what was it was that, that it's insurance the commercial. liberty mutual yes. and they had the two guys and i was all excited uh, about this yeah, it was yeah. two guys and yeah. they were all excited about uh knitting they, they were knitting, knitting and they were pulling up crocheted finished objects and i'm like yeah, that's it was crocheted really either. <laughs> it was like a crocheted bear and you're like you don't that's not knit so to recap, no. just uh, do your crafts the way that 
you want to do your crafts. And when people give you a shout it, just put on your hater blockers. Yeah. Hater blockers. I just said that. That was a sentence I just said. Yeah. Put on your hater blockers. <laughs> put on your hater blockers. I'm, I'm not going to cut that out. Don't. <laughs> Proud of it. <laughs> That's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more fun friends and fiber at Pardon My Stash.